Welcome to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we begin this episode, we would like to thank you for choosing to invest time and knowledge into yourself as a pre-PT and future physical therapist. This episode has been sponsored by our new Acceptance Navigator series, which is a free four-part video pre-PT series where we teach you exactly how to dominate as an applicant by learning the new way to PT school acceptance. Learn how to finally get into the driver's seat as a pre-PT and not leave your acceptance to chance by shooting in the dark and hoping for the best as an applicant. This series is the most value we have ever given away and it's free at www.acceptancenavigator.com. That's www.acceptancenavigator.com. Don't miss out on your chance to get in the driver's seat of your acceptance. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the podcast episode. What is up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. If you want to stand out, as all of you do, you may want to pay attention to this segment of the podcast. So as you probably heard, many of our Accepted System students have been guests on our podcast before. And as you have heard as well, some of our Accepted System students and alumni help produce this very podcast that you're listening to. But subsequently, many of our Accepted System students have actually gone on to help other physical therapist professionals with their podcasts and with their online businesses using podcast editing and the skills they've learned with podcasting. So I say all that to say this, if you're interested in getting into podcasting to stand out, whether that's creating your own podcast or helping someone else, a physical therapist, a physician, another healthcare professional with their business using podcasts, I highly, highly recommend using Anchor. Anchor is the easiest, the easiest way to make a podcast. We've used other platforms before, but Anchor by far is the easiest. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. Listen, for free. Yes, for free. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation Tools allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. As you guys are probably listening to this, some of you have listened to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, so on and so forth. It distributes it everywhere. So that helps a ton. So you can easily also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you're interested in making your own podcast for yourself or, you know, you're working with a clinic or you, or if you're an intern or a tech or an aide or a front desk staff and you want to stand out in any way possible and you think podcasting would be a great way to do so, use Anchor. Use Anchor. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and stand out. Enjoy the rest of the episode. How are you guys doing? I'm excited for tonight's interview. Alex and I were just kind of talking a little bit uh, about just really reflecting on the next few weeks for her, uh, really a lot of what she's going to be sharing with you tonight. But, but let's have some fun tonight. And, and I'm saying fun mainly because when Alex shares her story, I want you guys to all remember what the purpose of her sharing her experience is. Alex is one of our students from the Accepted System, which is our like amazing coaching program that gets you into PT school like that. 
But more importantly, more importantly, this is what Alex and I were talking about before. More importantly, Alex is going to share her experience, mainly because for some of you watching this live, some of you watching this on replay, some of y'all listening to this as a podcast episode, all you need is to see someone that is in the exact same position you're in. That's why we call this the Pre-PT Inspire series. This is the second episode of the Pre-PT Inspire series. And the reason is for, as a Pre-PT, as a Pre-PT, because we're going through a whole lot of stuff, right? A lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. The biggest thing we want is we want you to see someone who is in similar shoes to where you're at right now. Because a, a lot of times, Alex, we have a lot of excuses. It's like, maybe it's too late for me. Maybe mm-hmm. it's going to be too hard. I have mm-hmm. to go back and retake all these classes. My mm-hmm. grades are not high enough. There's so many excuses that we tell ourselves. And usually they're the things that were advised by advisors to maybe pull the plug on. And so literally all we're going to do is this. Like I can talk all day. Casey can talk all day. But all mm-hmm. we're doing is we're going to bring you guys our winners. Alex is one of them. And they're going to share their story with you. And then as we're going, please, like if y'all got questions, ask them. But I want y'all to be inspired to act because our goal is to give you, the, like literally give you control over your acceptance because most of you as pre-PTs don't feel like you have it, right? So uh, so that's pretty much it. Alex, mm-hmm. wouldn't mind just kind of introducing yourself, tell the people about yourself before mm-hmm. we dive into everything regarding your journey. Sure. Um, I'm a non-traditional student. I decided to go to PT school after having been out of school for, or pursuing PT school after having been out of school for almost eight years. And um, I got an acceptance into Baylor a few months ago. So I will be starting January, 2020. Oh, so Alex is a non-traditional pre-PT. For those of y'all that don't know, non-traditional pre-PTs are pre-PTs that have either gone down a different career path or done something a little different, but essentially they didn't do the whole college classes straight to PT school. Um, yeah. so, so, so it usually makes it harder if you're a traditional pre-PT, which means that you went, you're going, if you're applying, you're going straight from college to PT school, or if you're non-traditional, please comment non-traditional below. We want to see who y'all are. We- it'll really set the pace for what Alex is going to share with you guys tonight. So um, if if you are a non-traditional student, please listen very closely because it's very easy to believe that it's too late. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to believe that it's too late. But before we dive into like all the other stuff, Alex, tell us like, why, why did you dive into this profession? Like, why'd you choose PT in the first place? Tell us, tell us. Okay. So I actually didn't have a good experience with PT for a few years. Um, I was doing a lot of endurance bike races and triathlons and I was just injured for like two years and I was seeing a lot of PTs and no one could really figure out what was going on. And so I just really didn't like, what kind of profession is this? No one can help me out. And, um, I, last resort, I found Rup Sahota, who was mentored by Kelly Starrett at San Francisco CrossFit. And that was the first time I had seen a different approach to PT. And I didn't even know that that existed. Um, I thought it was just PT had to be done in a clinic and there had to be insurance and um, 
like exercises assigned. And um, so when I met with Roop, um, who doesn't take insurance and kind of does his own thing, um, he, he was able to fix me within a few sessions. So then I thought, oh, okay, maybe um, there's something to this profession. And um, I was in a profession that I realized wasn't in line with my morals. And I was doing um, work that I didn't really care about, uh, to be blunt. And um, so I just, I quit. And I just started taking classes at um, the City College, City College of San Francisco. And I joined the women's swim and water polo team mainly so that I could have um, first pick for classes because the wait, the lists were like so long to get into, uh, to get the classes you needed there because it's so impacted. And so I was like, okay, I need to do whatever I can um, to get the cl classes I need. And there I saw um, very disadvantaged uh, students who were getting injuries and were not being given proper treatment. And these, it was, um, really difficult because, you know, students at, uh, or athletes at a city college, they're there to get a scholarship into a D1, D2, D3 school because they can't afford college. So they would kind of just um, grit through their pain and their injuries and not receive proper treatment. Um, and throughout those two years, I, um, well, I mean, the first few weeks, I was like, okay, I, I want to work with this. And um after two years, I like, I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a physical therapist so I could reach people that are kind of forgotten or are outside of the um, healthcare system that don't have access to PT. So you went down a path, a, a career path where you just like morally, it just didn't really line up with what you desired, had this exposure that really set you up for falling in love with with physical therapy, how many years into your other career path were you at that time when you made that decision? Like eight years. So you're already pretty pretty far in. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, this kind of train. I mean, this is why I want us to talk about it because I think a lot of times, especially for a non-traditional, like if you're watching this and you're traditional, you're going to get a lot of value from this. If you're watching this and you're non-traditional, and a lot of your fears really with non-traditional is like it might be too late, right? Yeah. And if we're talking about it, like there's a few like class things that kind of happen, right? You know, when you get that far on, and I'm sure you'll dive into that a little bit, but 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 you were eight years out, but you decided PT was was it, right? And you, you were locked in on it. So let's actually transition into question number two, because that's like the perfect transition. What was your biggest struggle or fear now that you had decided PT is what I want, knowing that you had this amount of time that you had been in a different career path, what was, what was your biggest obstacle? What was your biggest struggle during that process overall? So it was kind of twofold. Um, when I told my family, they were not cool with it at all. They thought I was making a huge mistake and it really put a lot of strain on my relationship with my parents and my siblings because they just thought I had gone off the deep end. Um, they thought I had kind of like made it into, or I had, I was in a career that was very, um, it was just kind of a dream job. And I was stupid if I was gonna give it up. Um, so, 
they were, uh, my fear was that the, the strain I had or I put on um, the relationship with my family was not going to be worth it if I was not accepted into um, PT school. I thought I was scared that, you know, I wouldn't be accepted and they would say, I told you, I told you it was a bad idea. So that was kind of, it was a struggle going through all those years of taking prereqs because I had no science background. So I had to do everything um, from scratch. And, you know, I was in these kind of intro classes telling my parents and, you know, those three, four years of prereqs having to hear again and again, you're making a mistake, you're making a mistake and just, you know, not, not quitting, not dropping out of school and just keeping on hammering out the prereqs. So I was worried that, you know, it just wouldn't have been, the sacrifice wouldn't be worth it at the end. It's a little heavy. <laughs> well, okay. I, I don't know if you guys are watching this. If you guys are watching this right now, if you're, whether it's live or on replay, um, how many of you have felt that um, as you transitioned into deciding that you wanted to be a PT for whatever reason, you felt like, Maybe some of the people closest to you, some of y'all have great support. Don't get me wrong. Some of y'all have family members like, yeah, go PT. But, 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 but there are a few of you that might also feel the same way Alex did, where it's like, man, like I'm going, and for Alex, you were doing it a few years into a different profession. And everyone's like, what are you doing? And yeah. you getting, was it making good money as well? Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, what? Like, why would you even consider doing this? Like, yeah. How before we even go to question number three, how did that make you feel as like knowing that you're like, okay, like you were pretty per persuaded that PT was what you wanted. Just like, how did that make you feel knowing that the people closest to you really, it's not that they wanted to see you lose. Like, I don't know if yeah. I want to use that. It's more like they thought you were making a wrong decision and were essentially kind of waiting for you to realize it, whether that meant you mm -hmm. failing to realize it or like mm -hmm. they pretty much wanted you to kind of wake up, right? So how yeah. in that position, knowing that you had fallen in love with, with physical therapy, knowing that there was already other obstacles, like you're like, yo, like I still gotta go back and retake a bunch of classes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already eight years out. Like you already have other obstacles you're dealing with. How, yeah. like in that moment, like how did that make you feel? The reason why I'm even asked this is because there might be someone watching this right now that, that's in that same position. Like, so, so kind of like go back to, to that moment. Like, how did that make you feel? What was going through your mind as all of this was happening? I mean, it was super hurtful. I felt, you know, like betrayed almost. And um, it was just the backlash I received was just very surprising. And um, I, that's when I kind of realized that I, this was gonna, I was not gonna receive support from them at all for the next like many, many years um, until probably I get into school or I even get hired as a PT, my first job or whatever. So it was, um, it was, it was very, very difficult. Um, and um, upsetting because they thought I was gonna, they didn't understand what physical therapy was. And no matter how much I tried to Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody does. Um, yeah, and I think they thought I, I wanted to be like a masseuse or 
you know, nothing wrong with that, but they just were very um, quick to judge. And yeah, it was hard. It was really hard for like through like four years. It was, it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. Yeah. Man, that's, see, 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 I, that's the hard part. And, I, and the reason, I mean, I, I hope y'all that are watching this, like, I hope you guys understand why we're doing these stories um, because like I, Alex is starting PT school in a few weeks. Like this is, it's done, like it's done. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but, but sometimes it's so easy to miss this part, right? What normally happens is when we get acceptance PT, we post about it on Facebook. We tell our friends and what, what does everybody do, Alex? They're like, wow, I'm so proud of you. Wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I've been, I've been rooting for you. Mm. <laughs> no, you haven't. I mean, everybody says that, right? It's like, it's like, we all want to, like, we're yeah. all always excited to celebrate with somebody, not realizing, and, and, and sometimes we forget to show, like, how hard it was to literally feel like we were by ourselves. Yeah. Like, it, more, honestly, as a non-traditional student, probably even more than most, because most students are still coming in with their friends and their classmates and all that. And so, so that's what makes it tough. So, so, so let's go to question number three, because you're part of our accepted system family, right? Like everyone that we bring in on here is from the accepted system. What led you, because that's a non-traditional guidance, right? So what led you to look for non-traditional guidance rather than the traditional way that most people are trying to go into school, which is pretty much take all the general advice they can and find on YouTube and they're given by their advisors and it's still, anyway, you know how I feel about that, but what led yeah. <laughs> you to look for non-traditional guidance to pretty much set yourself up for acceptance? Like what, what led you to say, okay, I got to look somewhere else. Yeah. So all of the, I did actually see a counselor and I mean, she just didn't, she wasn't helpful at all. <laughs> um, I, she had never dealt with someone who already had a degree and who had kind of life, a, more life experience than your average um, traditional student does just cause I'm older. Um, and I didn't see myself in any of the traditional students. I hadn't taken all of the exercise phys classes or the biomechanics. I hadn't taken any of those classes. Um, I didn't have any, you know, cool internships under my sleeve. I had internships that were completely different and had nothing to do with PT. I had work experience that had absolutely nothing to do with PT, like zero. And I just didn't, and I, you know, I would compare myself to these tradi traditional students and which is the worst thing you can do is compare yourself. I learned that from you and Casey. Um, and I kind of tried to almost emulate the traditional students. I um, was even thinking about taking more prereqs you know, and I would be like at City College for another two, three years taking all these extra prereqs so that my resume could look like theirs. Um, I even, I almost even took like some classes from undergrad that was from 2004 or just 2000. Class. Just, yeah, just so. Just I to didn't look know apart. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly, exactly. And, huh. um, I mean, it was, you know, I don't have a 4.0 either. And I would just, I, I would look at, 
I would, I was becoming so age obsessed because, you know, I'm older and I just saw, you know, traditional students, they're, they're young um, or tend to be younger. And I would always ask them, how old are you? How old are you? I, and then I would calculate how old they would be when they graduated compared to me. And then, you know, I, I got into this really, really bad kind of cycle. And I realized um, since I'm non-traditional, I need to look at non-traditional, or I need to look for people who are thinking differently, entrepreneurs um, or people that are not part of this kind of system, the counselors, um because they're not they're not helpful to me at all and I need to learn how to leverage my non-traditional background because I didn't know I, I didn't think it was useful at all so I just kind of ignored it and tried to add experience that looked traditional um so then I just thought I can't do this like I can't fake that I'm a traditional student you know so I need to find people that are helping others who who don't really fit the part, low GPA, low GRE, you know, so that's what led me on my search. And that's what led me to you guys. I actually remember the first time you and I talked about time and you started asking me pretty much questions associated with like, is it too late? This, uh, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Do, 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 do you remember the first time we talked about it? Um, I think you have to jog my memory a bit. It was a phone call and, and you, you kind of slid it under there. Pretty much you were, you were asking questions about the oldest student maybe I had seen. Oh yeah. yeah. And you were, you, you were trying to do the same thing. You were like, you're trying to figure out because guys, biggest thing for Alex was for, for most non-traditionals, you're just not seeing yourself in the 22 year olds and 22 no. year olds that are applying from traditional right and if you're a traditional student listening to this right now phenomenal but yeah. as a non-traditional student it's a different battle it's a different battle and um if you're a non-traditional student I, i'm gonna say something that traditional students might not like y'all okay with that y'all okay <laughs> so i'm gonna say something right now it's factual it's a factual statement but but i'm just gonna say it uh, because it's our platform and I can pretty much say whatever, right? But, <laughs> but, but, but the one thing, if you're a non-traditional student, and I love the fact that Alex is sharing her story, um, but, but as a non-traditional student, we usually see it as a disadvantage. There's advantages on both sides. There's advantages of being a traditional student. There's advantages of being a, a non-traditional. The advantage of being a non-traditional student is the fact that you have had the life experience to solidify that when you're choosing PT, it's not a game. So, and I'm not saying that all traditional students have no idea what they're doing. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that as a traditional student, sometimes we get infatuated with PT for different reasons. We get infatuated with it because our classmates did it. We get infatuated with it because we like to work out. So we're like, okay, I like to work out. Let me just do PT. It kind of works out, you know? And, and sometimes we get lucky and sometimes we don't. And that's also why when I'm like, when Casey and I are coaching people in our, like, in, like in our programs or whatever, like I, I'm asking people questions to make sure that when they're diving into PT, they really want it. Because when you really want it, the things you're willing to do for it are very different from when you think you want it. And, and, and the advantage of being a non-traditional, like if you're non-traditional, just like walk away from this live stream, just knowing you got an advantage over some, I was not a, like, I was a traditional pre-PT. I'm not non-traditional. I was a traditional pre-PT. 
but you have an advantage over the rest of us. And the advantage is you have the clarity to know, like you, Alex, the fact that you had to go against what your family said, the fact that you knew you were eight years out from classes, the fact that you knew you had gone into a profession where you were actually making good money, because for most people, it's like, that's like the perfect dream. Like, why would you leave? Yeah. Well, the, the fact that you were still willing to leave all those means you were pretty doggone sure PT was what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You were pretty sure that PT was what you wanted. And that's the beautiful advantage of being an optician. That right there. Like, I literally tell that to every non-traditional student. I'm like, you have an edge over all of us. Mm-hmm. But many times we're led to think that we're at a disadvantage. And it's the same with traditional students. It's just different things. But for non-traditionals, I just needed one non-traditional student to hear that tonight. Because like, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Like, like, what's the point in trying to blend in? Even if you're traditional, like, what's the point in trying to blend in if that's the... Like, I mean, let's think about it, y'all. If we're trying to blend in, yet we're trying to get accepted, aren't we doing... Like, isn't that counterintuitive? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that counterintuitive? I'm doing the very thing that's not going to allow me to stand out. That's also why the fact that y'all keep listening to nothing but advisors is actually throwing y'all off because y'all are just doing what every other pre-PT in the United States is doing. And it's, it, it makes no sense, but hey, that's not here nor there. Like, so as a non-traditional or traditional, always ask yourself, am I doing this simply because everybody else is? Am I doing this simply because it will allow me to blend in? Because if you're doing that, you're actually doing the very thing that will take away your ability to get accepted into PT school. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's just a fact, okay? So let's go to question number four. So like how then, because you were in this non-traditional program, the, the accepted system, how did it help you solve that problem? Because you were telling me, you were like, Joseph, my problem was I felt isolated. My problem was also the fact that I clearly was doing like things to just match up and, and try to, you know, at least look as much like a, a traditional student as possible. And it just wasn't working out. So how did the accepted system really help you solve that problem as an applicant? Well, so I remember very clearly I asked you, um, I don't know if I was in the accepted system yet, but I just asked you, I wrote down my why and I was, you know, very honest about it because I hadn't really told anyone because it wasn't like a night, it wasn't a traditional story or a, yeah, a traditional story. It didn't really fit the mold in my head, you know, And, um, I wrote you my story and I, you know, had kept pushing it under the rug for many years and I didn't tell anyone because I just didn't think it was something that PT schools wanted. Um, and then I, I told you like, honestly, what it was. And you said, yes, this is a, this is a unique story. And I just needed to hear that, uh, from someone who had been through PT school and, you know, had worked with many other students who are struggling to get into PT school and just hearing that it was a a unique story and that I shouldn't hide it. I shouldn't shy away from it just because it is different. Um, I should use it to my advantage. And that is my story. That is my why. I can't, you know, fake it or make up some other story I I you know I tried I was like oh I'm into sports and I I got injured you know it was the same thing that everyone else was saying and that because that's what I thought PT schools wanted they didn't want to hear my 
uh, a story from a non-traditional student that had nothing to do with PT really. <laughs> Um, so just hearing that and really solidifying the why was huge. It took a few months. Um, but then, you know, once I wrote it down and really believed in it, finally, um, and when people would start asking me, uh, I went to, I visited Baylor and they asked me and I, you know, that's what I said. And I, at that point, I really believed in it. And I think that I believed it. And I, I think it really shown through um, that I own that story and that was why um, take it or leave it you know this is if you don't like it fine but this is why um, and it became so strong in me um, so whenever I was struggling or with classes or just you know the pre-PT grind of of it all um, I used that as a way to kind of remind myself this is why I'm doing it and I hadn't had that before um, until I joined the accepted system. You guys really honed that in, find your why. And I remember us, I don't know how many weeks we spent on it, but I felt like it was a good chunk of time. Um, and I, yeah, I was, I was very isolated because the last year of my pre-PT journey, I had moved closer to my family. Um, so that made things even worse. <laughs> and, um, I was, you know, instead of seeing them two or three times a year, I was seeing them every other day. They live right down the street. And um, I, at that point, I, I my self-confidence was just kind of being chipped away at gradually. And I didn't have anyone else to really turn to, except for my husband, who always believes in me, but he doesn't know about... <laughs> He doesn't know, <laughs> um, it's not his fault, but um, I needed to connect with people who were going through some of the same stuff as me, who had been through it, and just kind of sharing everyday struggles with other people. I just feeling isolated. I, I actually, the second to last semester of prereqs, pre I was like so close to just pulling the plug because I didn't think that I could do it anymore. I had become such a fearful applicant. I just didn't even want to try to apply because I was so scared at that point. And that's when I realized, okay, I need to call this Joseph person and see what he has to say because I'm about to like, I'm about to lose it. I'm I'm gonna quit. Um, and you convinced me to not. And I didn't. So yeah, I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> yeah. First of all, it's for those of y'all listening and watching and whatever, however you're absorbing this right now, stop trying to look like everybody else. Um, please, like the fact that you're uniquely you. Like y'all are so different. Like there's nothing about any, there is nothing about any one of y'all. Like, like none of y'all are identical. None of y'all are the same, unless you guys have an identical twin that just has the same hobbies and whatever. And is also applying to PT school. Like, listen, like you don't have, like, even then you are uniquely you and, 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 and the mistake we make, and, and, and obviously like it, it goes even deeper, but the mistake we make is the very thing that Alex was feeling, like whether it was in her statement, whether like we have this perceived idea of 
man, this is probably what they want to hear because this is what every single person's right. Well, the honest truth is you make yourself super mainstream. And, and, and the unfortunate part is there are so many students that don't get in, not because they weren't ready to apply that year, not because they weren't primed as students, but simply because they didn't play to their own strengths and their own story and the things that made them uniquely them. And, 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 and Alex, that's what you ultimately did so well. And, um, and I'm also glad you didn't give up. I, I really am. Uh, Alex and I had a chance to, um, I was at a wedding in California, so I was in her neck of the woods for a little bit and mm -hmm. had a chance to have a meal. Yo, it's beautiful. Like if, 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 if my budget could allow me to live there, because uh, the cost of living in the West Coast is just crazy, but, yeah. but such a beautiful location, but Mm -hmm. um, as we were kind of talking about just her story, it was just really cool to just kind of look back after like the whole thing was done. Uh, but but I'm so glad you didn't give up. I know we can't like take all the calls we've ever had and like show everyone, but like you deserve it all. Like you deserve every bit of it. Um, I'm actually really impressed. I'm, 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 this is me being real. Like I'm, 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 I'm very impressed just kind of listening to your story again that you believed in, even if at some points you were doubting ability, just the fact that you believed in, in the dream of what you wanted enough mm -hmm. to at least kind of go against everything that usually, like we would usually kind of cave into. And that's family, that's the people we love. And, um, and it's paid out pretty nicely. So mm -hmm. Alice is starting PT school next month. So Alex, tell us after all of that, like tell us about the day you got accepted into PT school. Just like, what were some of the things that happened? Just, I always love reflecting on that day. Um, and, and if you guys were here for the last live stream, the reason is most of us spend so much time focusing on what might go wrong that mm -hmm. we never actually hold on to the moment that we're all dreaming to have. Alex has already had it. Alex already had the day she got her acceptance letter. She's about to tell you all about it. But the, the, the mistake we make is we never actually think about that day. Like, and that's the exercise I gave last time. I was like, yo, the exercise I need y'all to do is to literally picture in your head, like the day you get accepted, like play it in your head over and over and over and over and over again. Think about the meal you're going to have. What's it going to be like? What's the weather going to look like? What's your family going to So Alex, tell us about the day you got accepted. Uh, walk us through it. So I was at the doctor's office and I I got this phone call. It was like eight in the morning and it, it had the name of one of the um, admissions advisors and he's actually a faculty member and I had his name and I thought, what? And it was just so, it was so weird because I was not expecting to see that. And I just remember answering the phone and, and he was like, is this, Alexandra Augustine and I was like yes and he was like hi I'm blah, blah blah and I would like to offer you admission to Baylor yeah and after I mean I just I don't I, I like obviously broke down crying and I couldn't really talk and I was like I'm sorry I can't I don't really know what to say because I was so emotional um and but the the feeling that I had or the emotions I had was just kind of it was really, it was unreal. Um, it was so intense. And at that moment, I just 
realized and I, I knew that everything that I had been through and, you know, sacrifice and um, I, I just, it was all worth it. It had all been worth it. Um, you know, cause there were many years, you know, many moments where I thought, how badly do I want this? This is really hard. <laughs> um, and at that moment, I just knew that, um, yeah, it was worth it. And it's something that I think about probably every day, just how amazing that moment was. You've worked so hard for something for years and years, and it's not, it's not a sure thing you know, and when you actually are accepted, it's, it's um, kind of euphoric, uh, to say the least. It's uh, one of, was one of the happiest days of my life, for sure, like top three. Um, And just thinking back to that moment, I just get this, I feel this warmth in my heart. And I just, it's just an amazing feeling. And that's what I learned from accepted system um, was visualization uh, was you know you think about everything as you said that can go wrong um, think about what can go right and mm-hmm. and just using that as a tool and keeping me going every day visualizing I didn't know they would call me that was pretty amazing um, but visualizing the letter you've been accepted and just using that as a tool to keep me going um, and getting really specific with visuals and, you know, what I will say, how I'll feel um, was really key to, to keep working through those hard, hard moments. So it's, it's an amazing, an amazing experience. For those of y'all watching, how many of y'all would love to have that day? How many of y'all would just love like you just give anything right now to just have like that day, like whether it's a phone call, whether it's like a letter, whether it's an email, how many of y'all would just love, love, love to just like, you're like, man, I feel exactly how Alex described it. I feel like I've been working my tail off. I feel like I've been working hard for this. Some of you may feel like sacrificed a lot more than, you know, maybe some think you should have. Uh, some of y'all feel like you've maybe been doing this alone and you're just like, man, like, I just hope this pays off because of it. I'm just, I've put too much into this. And, and, and so, so, so how many of y'all would love to have that day? Um, if that's you, just, just, just comment me, just a little, little hand emoji or, or say me, um, because that's one of the most amazing days of your entire career. Um, it's the day that you like, it's, it's, it's such, well, it's a big booster, like, you know, in terms of like your, your confidence and all that stuff. But more importantly, it's a reminder that there is nothing, nothing you don't have. Like literally from that point on, if you've been accepted into PT school at that point, that's like the most certain like confirmation that there's nothing after that, that you cannot handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you might need guidance. You might need this. Oh, well, cool. But there's nothing you can't handle. So even if you're struggling in PT school, like, You'll remember that day. Problem is we usually forget that day. The two mistakes we make is before we get accepted, we never look at that day. We never anticipate that day. We we don't even like to think about it because it's like, oh, if I think about it, it's gonna like jinx it. No, like, stop it. Like the the first mistake is we don't actually think about the day we'll get in. We don't use that to like like keep us focused and locked in and and searching. Because the thing is like, if 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 I think about that day, then what's going on in my head is like, what's that day really worth to me? What's it worth to me? What am I willing to do? Mm-hmm. To feel that? 
what am I willing to do to feel that, like that confirmation of every ounce of what I have put into my journey? Then the second mistake we make is after we have that day, we forget it. There's people that go into PT school and forget that day. I mean, y'all are working hard for it right now. When folk go to PT school, they usually forget it. PTs somehow forget it. And, and that's why people just start down. It, it, it's such a mess. But not remembering that one of the hardest things they could have done, they had already accomplished. And that should be like the sure sign. Like right now, Alex, I don't think there's anything you can't accomplish in this career, period. Like you just proved it to all of us. You just proved it to all of us. And for all of you, one of the biggest things that we are, like for pre-PTs, we're just not playing around anymore. We really aren't. And, and for pre-PTs like yourself who are saying, yo, I will do anything for that day. Then the biggest thing is you've been, you might be playing this all wrong. And, and the biggest feeling we normally get as pre-PTs is we feel like, man, like, I hope I get it. That's usually why we doubt it. We don't feel like we really have any kind of say-so or any kind of control or any power over it. And the one thing that I believe more than anything is that every single one of you as a pre-PT has the ability to get into what Casey and I call the pre-PT driver's seat. As the driver, you dictate where you're going. As the driver, you are in control of what's happening, but most of you aren't there. Most of you aren't there. You know how I know? I know because the, the day that Alex just talked about, y'all are too scared to even envision because you're so scared that it might never happen. So envisioning it would actually throw you off. Mm -hmm. You know how I know? Well, when you're applying, you're still crossing your fingers and saying, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, which there, there's always a, a deal of hope, but you're like, I don't really know what to do next. You know how I know you're not in the driver's seat? Well, you're also realizing that you're comparing yourself to all your other classmates. Did they do it? Did they do this? Did they Okay, you're not in the driver's seat if that's how you're dictating everything. But every single one of you, has the ability to get into the pre-PT driver's seat. You have the ability to take control over your acceptance. Your accept Let's call it the acceptance driver's seat. Because I think a lot of times we think it's just up to the school and there's nothing I can do about it. If Alex believed that, to be honest with you, she wouldn't have looked for a different approach. She wouldn't have looked for more guidance. And I, she would have just said, well, I guess this is not, not for me. Mm -hmm. Because if she was like, like, she would just be like, well, I'm non-traditional. I've been eight years out. It's just not going to work out. So maybe my family is right. Maybe I am losing my mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm being 100% correct. And that's also why for every single one of you, we don't want y'all to get left out, especially as we're ending 2019 and going into 2020. Like we, I don't know if some of y'all have seen this already. We created, we're called like the acceptance navigator series, which is the fastest way to get yourself into the acceptance driver's seat. If one of y'all wants to comment acceptancenavigator.com, y'all can do that below. If you're listening to this on a podcast, go find it. www.acceptancenavigator.com. Go find it because like it, it's all up to whether you want it or not. Like if you don't, if you want to play it the way everyone else plays it, great, it's fine. But if you're saying, man, I would do anything for that day that Alex had, then and you know, you know full well that you're not in control of your acceptance, then it's time you get into the acceptance driver's seat. And if that's you, go to www.acceptancenavigator.com, comment it below, and start learning the stuff that Alex learned to get herself to where she is today, because she's an absolute rock star, an absolute rock star. And Alex, as we're closing out, would you mind serving the pre-PTs with with one last word of wisdom or advice 
after going through your story, what's the one thing you want to leave every single person on here with? So mainly, I just want everyone to understand how unique they are and really focus, don't focus on what someone else's GPA is or what they got on the GRE or that's what, or how old they are. That's what I did for years and years and it got me absolutely nowhere. And it just left me seeing the glass half empty instead of half full every single day. I don't have that. My GPA isn't this. I'm not, you know, it really deflected away from my own uniqueness and from my own story. And so as I learned in the accepted system, stay in your lane, um, that really was a huge game changer to me. Just don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Um, when I went back to school, people, my friends were having kids and thought I was absolutely, had gone berserk. So just focus on what makes you unique because you are all unique, trust me. And don't worry about all the noise that's going on around because um, it's not, it's not going to help you. Trust me. Couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better myself. Alex, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you for, for taking me. time out of your evening. I know it's evening because you're in the West Coast. It's like night. Yeah. It's like 9.50 p.m. It's like 6.50 for you, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, and for those of y'all watching or listening, I, I, I really hope that you found value in this. And, and, and I hope that whether you're a traditional or non-traditional, this was a very, very important one to hear. Um, and we definitely have more students coming. Like we got a lot of students coming over the next few weeks. Like, but, 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 but specifically for tonight, I hope y'all learned something massive. Here's actually what I wanna leave you guys with. As we end this live stream, if you guys are watching live or if you're watching this on replay, I would love for you to just comment what your biggest takeaway was uh, from, from, from Alex's live stream tonight. Um, and, and, and if you have a friend that's inside of this group, if you're watching this on podcast and you have a friend that really needs to listen to this, share it with them, share it with them because that's, that's the purpose of, of what we do as pre-PTs. We're pre-PT family. I think we've been taught that like everything is competition and I need to learn one thing and not help my fellow brother or sister out because it gives me the edge. That's, that's, that's a scarcity mindset. And it's honestly a losing mindset. Mm -hmm. And if that's how you look at your life and your career, well, you're going to like be very limited in where you're really able to go. Uh, but if you have an abundance mindset and you're able to serve other people, then the honest truth is you come out winning because mm -hmm. like we said before, you're all very unique. And the only way that works against you is if you're all the same, but you're not. So, 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 so let's, let's pick each other up. Let's walk across the finish line together. Let's get into our acceptance driver's seats because y'all have a lot more control than you think. Hmm. Question is, are you willing to learn how to get it? And if you are, go to www.acceptancenavigator.com. Com. Let's freaking go, y'all. Let, let's give a round of applause for Alex tonight, man. Alex, thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing, amazing rest of your last few weeks before PT school starts. Uh, man, it's 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 gonna be phenomenal. But y'all have a blessed one. Have a great rest of your evening. Bye. What is up, guys? You've been listening to the Pre PT Grind podcast, where we don't just help you get into PT school, but our mission is to make you the best physical therapist you can possibly be. And I have a quick question. For you. Did you enjoy this episode? And if you did, I want to ask a huge favor. 
See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread our message of helping pre-PTs get into physical therapy school without wasting time and money is if you rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. What this basically does is tell the platforms out there that we're on is that you like our stuff, that we're doing something right, and that we're bringing value to you all, our audience. So if you could take about three seconds out of your day to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pre-PT Grind podcast, and tell your friends about Pre-PT Grind, we would be forever, forever grateful to all of you. So thank you again for listening to another episode of the Pre-PT Grind podcast. We will see you on the next one.